Good evening, listeners, and welcome to Listen to These Nerds with a very special episode. The first episode of Season 2 of our first ever campaign, Mythos Unit. We're back! Ooh, Chris is extremely yeah. excited. I'm, I'm clapping, but I don't Get want to pumped. ruin the recording. Okay, like, I'm a ten, and you guys are four and a half, five tops. Like, in terms of enthusiasm right now. You're gonna roll back into this. It's a gradual process. Alright, alright, fine, fine, fine. Okay, I'm, I'm just I'm, trying not to spike the mic. We're, we're mm. screaming in our minds. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm getting into character, and you're... Uh, yeah, Harry can't really scream. I'm doing my, then, like, I'm doing my vocal exercise. All right. Lemon. Lemon. Okay, <laughs> uh, listeners, it's been some time since we've done Mythos Unit, so a lot of us are still getting back into the swing of some things. It's also been a while since you've heard us do Mythos Unit. That's Yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. So, uh, it's a uh, return to basics for a lot of people around here. So, Season uh, 1, soon to be on vinyl. In addition, we'll also no. be doing a slightly different system, one that I think will work better with the entire theme and feel of Mythos Unit. We're going to be using the Mutants and Masterminds system, a slightly edited version as opposed to Wild Talents, which is what we did for first season. Okay, Harry, now all of the posts you made <laughs> no! are now useless. You ruined me, John! Alright, so... I have to write more info. Why don't we go around the table and introduce ourselves, starting on my left and going clockwise. Uh, hello, I'm Harry, and I'll be playing Franklin Blackmore. I'm Joey, I'll be playing Quincy Adams. I'm John, I'm going to be playing Chip Adams. No, no relation. relation. You guys practice that! Nah, Cheers. man. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I can say things, too. I'm Yvette, and I will be playing... <clears throat> Some characters, uh, Tara Dubois, and my new character, Fresh, for this uh, new campaign. Yeah. We decided. Celestra. Okay. Well, wait, wait, wait. Celestra. Celestra. Okay. I'll spell it out for you guys later. And we will be introduced to Celestra as the game goes on. Mm-hmm. She's a very nice person. Yeah. She loves puppies and kittens. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, humans, especially <laughs> in barbecue sauce. Unfortunately, Megan will not be joining us for the second season because she has moved. Rip, and rip, Megan. Mm, for that reason, I will be. Uh, Running Jack as an NPC for the first session, then finding a way to deintroduce him as the game goes on. Uh, we have a message from Megan here. It says, you're all traitors. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And live, live messages from Megan. Yes. Pour, pouring one out for Megan. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm not going to actually pour anything, though. I don't want to make yep. a mess. Right. Fly the Foley later. So, <laughs> why don't we jump back into things, everybody? Ooh. Okay. So. In response to the increasing number of myth-related incidents in London, a task force was created called the Mythos Unit. Five individuals were brought together for the purpose of investigating crimes in which myths were involved. After getting lucky with a few unimportant cases, a murder occurred that was believed by some to be caused by the serial killer known to the public as the Smiley Face Killer. The team began investigating the murder, and his trail of clues led them to a man named Elliot Foster who had secluded himself in the basement of a run-down old house. They found and secured Foster, but in doing so awakened an incredibly powerful myth called a Gasha Dokoro, a 90-foot-tall skeleton. The team decided to fight the myth in a nearby church, and although they were able to subdue the monster, the church was destroyed in the chaos along with the issued police vehicle. And all I have to ask is, how the fuck do any 
of you explain yourselves? You are all in Buttermaker's office. So. Except for me, Tara. Yes. I'm presuming. Who's yes. still in the hospital after so, the last episode? Um, almost immediately after the last session ended, um, a whole bunch of people showed up. Essentially more police officers, paramedics, and the Royal Air Force, who you guys called in. Um, the uh, paramedics immediately took Tara to the hospital, and they also uh, took Elliot Foster as well. He's currently being under supervision under police custody at the hospital. And in addition, the rest of the team was told to report back to the base, essentially being treated for minor injuries along the way. So now, the three of you, Franklin, Quincy, and Chip, as well as Jack, you are all in the office along with Irvine, the driver of the van. He's standing to one side and he looks very, well, just lifeless. Like he's holding open the locket with a picture of the van in it. <laughs> he's holding the keys. He's like, "Oh." He's an, he seems like an empty shell of a man. And to your right is your immediate superior James Hightower, who is standing with his arms crossed and he's just he looks as though he's doing his best to weather against Buttermaker mm. and his fury. Well, well, thanks for the recap. It really managed to bridge things between the two of them. Thanks for that. Um, as for explaining ourselves, I don't know, considering that class 4 myths are what? Considered to be high response risks that require the force of either trained paramilitary or military presence? The destruction of one church, although tragic, is not exactly what I'd call extremely collateral. Especially considering that there are no civilian casualties, thank God for that. St. Luke's has existed for over a hundred years. It is a landmark of the neighborhood and of the community. It's fucking London. I know pubs that are older than that church. And if that's not enough, you all have now cost the police department a vehicle. That van is completely destroyed. There is no salvaging it whatsoever. Sorry, Irving. Wait, would we rather, like... Like, replace the whole neighborhood? How, how expensive is that? Is that more expensive than a fan? I'd say so, when you factor in costs of relocation, general uh, dividends for food and housing, rebuilding costs, restructuring infrastructure. Enough! Uh, don't don't forget the uh, the negative press. Mm, that for too. Massive civilian casualties. Oh, not to mention uh, a, a uh, bioweapon going off in in a uh, sovereign state that is within your borders. Okay, so, um, all of you guys who are bringing points up, uh, you're free to roll for diplomacy. Hey! Uh, so that's just roll plus whatever the total is, correct? Yes. I'm not gonna roll. Uh, 20. Alright. 16. Okay, so, Buttermaker's looking between all of you. It would be very, very easy to fire each and every one of you right now and replace you with more competent officers who know how to do their jobs right and who can make sure that there is no collateral damage whatsoever. Especially not for a landmark such as St. Luke's Church. And at this point, Hightower clears his throat. <clears throat> but Maker, might I remind you that we are having a visitor in a few days. The Lady of the Grove, Iris, is coming here from Myth Town the day after tomorrow. She will be making an official visit to the precinct, 
And this would not have been possible were it not for Franklin Blackmore, who invited her here. With the smuggest look on my face, I look directly at Buttermaker and then give him like a little two-fingered salute. He is, yeah, he's just curling his lips and as he's biting down hard. Oh, yeah, yeah, she had, nice, she had soft hands. Actually, she never shook your hand. I thought she would think she had soft hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, to remove the Mythos unit would be incredibly irresponsible. Uh, in addition, these fine gentlemen, as well as Miss Dubois, who is, by the way, oh, um, he quickly pulls out his phone. Ah, they've, uh, she's out of danger. They've moved her into the traction war for now. So she can't move, but uh, given enough time and rest, she will be able to get back to her former self. Um, if it was not for the Mythos unit, they would not have found Mr. Elliot Foster. A man believed to have been working with the Smiley Face Killer and the first lead we have uncovered in years. If you fire these individuals now, frankly, I'm not sure how much longer it will be before we find anything else relating to the case. And at this, Buttermaker is just steepling his fingers, glowering at all of you, tapping his foot just a little bit, and then... Fine. You know what? Why don't we just wait until after Iris has finished up with her little visit? And then we can discuss what is going to happen afterwards. Alright? No, man, all this stress isn't good for you. You should go for a ride or something. Well, I'd love to go for a ride, but as it stands, I find myself short of a motorcycle thanks to that fucking hooligan, the man in black. Who, by the way, you all are no cl closer to catching. For those who haven't listened in a while, one of us has made contact with such a man. <laughs> <laughs> the er in an extremely arrested developer narrator voice. <laughs> hmm. Look, I don't want to hear anything else about this. You, all, all of you just get out. We'll discuss this at the next hearing on Sunday. All right. And so with that, all of you guys make your way out of the room and... Jack has just been quietly listening to all this, hands in his pockets, and Irvine is just staring down at the ground as he sort of shuffles out of the room. I, I pat Irvine on the back. Hey, he just lets out a... <laughs> is he some sort of, like, car-activated automaton? Like, the minute we give him car keys, he'll just, like, reactivate and get back to work. So, all of you step out in the hallway outside, and Hightower just pinches the bridge of his nose. Well... It's been quite a day for all of us. <sighs> How are you all doing? I'd be a lot better, but, well, thanks for the save, Jim. And I, I give him, like, a, a, like, you know, friendly pat on the arm. Uh, yeah, he returns the gesture. I, I, I nod my head in agreement. Due to a change in... Something about the world. I'm unclear how injured I got during that fight, so... Um, I'm gonna say that, uh, you guys got a couple of small scrapes and stuff here and there, but the paramedics were able to patch you up with... Yeah, so mm -hmm. you're in, maybe in a slight bit of discomfort, but you're relatively okay. Yeah, alright. So, yeah, Joe will say, I'm alright, though I have to wonder if... If there were a more competent, more professional group that could replace us why they weren't hired at first. I didn't say it to his face, but you know. I'm fairly certain if you did, it probably would have given them an aneurysm. Yes, well. Well, um, honestly, there probably isn't one. If I'm guessing correctly, he's just blowing hot air. 
yeah. I, I, I that's that's that. Oh. Now then, why don't we head to the meeting room and talk about all this? As you're walking, uh, he says, So, as for the Gasha Dokoro that you captured, it is, has been processed, taken into police custody. At the moment, we're speaking to the dwarves from Midtown. They're currently hollowing out a very large chamber to keep it in. How did we handcuff it? it, but, it it's in the... The balls. The, the, the ball. The, the dream catcher. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hmm. And, was that, did that? Was that me? I feel like... No. It was Quincy. No, oh, was it? Oh, okay. Oh yeah, no. I got like in my pocket. Oh hey! Hey, <laughs> oh, what's this stupid rock? I don't know. You throw it at it. <laughs> I better open it and see what's inside. Suddenly, Scotland Yard is filled with skeletons. Now, Elliot Foster is currently under supervision at the hospital. At as soon as he was taken into custody and provided with a bed, he just fell asleep. So we, we might did tell you that he might be partially possessed, right? We're aware of that. We currently have him under police supervision at all times. We're, we don't know what the situation is with him. We're just doing the best we can at the moment. And with that, I must say, you've done a good bit of work. We'll be able to ask Foster questions when we see him, but this is the first lead that we've uncovered in three years regarding the smiley face killer, so... It's been three years already. Mm -hmm. How does that make you feel, Blackmore? Ineffective. (laughs) Like my guilt is gnawing at my soul. Now, there is something else to discuss, namely the fact that Iris is going to be here in two days. You have all of tomorrow to get ready for her visit, so I suggest you use that time wisely. You think she'll shake my hand this time? Probably not. Something about royalty and all that. You know how to address the queen. Yeah, you like... And I put my hand together in like a Chinese bow. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Look, etiquette aside, she is going to be coming here because she wants to investigate just how well we're treating myths. So I suggest that you check in on all of the captives we have, so to speak. Uh, prisoners and take a look at them and make sure that... Maybe we shouldn't call them captive when she's here. Well, they are criminals. What about, like, uninvited guests? Oh, very invited guests, maybe. I guess we did. Prisoners shall suffice. She will understand that at the very least. Uh, Anyhow, I leave it entirely in your hands as there is a mountain of paperwork I need to deal with. We're going to try to get another vehicle commissioned at this Irvine Pokes' head up, but it might take a few days. His head goes back down. Alright, and with all of that, all of you can go ahead and get some rest. I dare say you've earned it. Mm-hmm. Wait. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just inserting myself. So, guys, I'm going to go visit Tara in the hospital. Yeah, okay. I was actually going to do the same thing, so... Okay, so in this scene... Whoever's putting the music, probably Chris. Yes. Play something like dramatic and heart wrenching, you know, like little violin, you know. The strings. Give me, give me a moment. (laughs) There we go. Perfect. (laughs) I love it already. All right. Yeah, it's a little trite. Mm. Eh, whatever. So, man. It's not your hospital bedside death scene. Are I mean. all are all three of you going? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. So, bring the puppy. Uh, dog. Ace. Which one? He has two dogs, remember? He has the good boy. He has the good boy and the not so good boy. The extra good boy. The super good boy. (laughs) All dogs are good boys. Yeah. And the goat. Anyone's got the goat? 
Uh, Jack is the goat. He's gonna he'll he'll bring Fisher. Okay. So, um, the four of you head down to the hospital. Irvine parts ways with you, and he just remembers something about. Uh, I'm going to go home. I guess I'll have to take transit. I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> and then just immediately walks into a locker and shuts himself down. <laughs> the, the sad whole thing if they play the theme Yeah. So, um, the four of you make your way into the hospital, and you're led up to the traction board, where essentially, after speaking to people... specific word for that? Oh, yeah. Like, this is the place where people with multiple broken bones are sent. Yeah. So, yeah. essentially, like... The three in- stooges ward. Essentially, the intensive care unit, right? Yeah. yeah. So, Yvette, um, Tara, you've been in a bed. You're on so many painkillers right now. You can't feel a thing. Uh, what about, like, just one big mug of dwarven ale? How's that? Uh, <laughs> Probably doesn't mix very well. No, no, uh, that, that will kill you. Yeah. yeah. Um, Don't mix drugs and alcohol, kid. Yeah, yeah, so basically, um, your right leg is in a cast. It's up in a sling suspended above the bed, and your left arm is in a heavy cast as well. It is out to one side. It's important to be, like, you know, balanced. Ba- yeah. So they don't just roll out of bed? Yeah. Oh, God. You also have a very heavy neck brace on and a full torso cast as well. Perfect. So yeah. <laughs> and this is the site that the four of you are greeted with when you enter into her room. You know, I probably just could have done stone skin and that would have kept everything in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but the doctors I, wouldn't be able to set your bones. Oh, that's true. I put, I put the flowers down, like, on you. I take she's the flowers not... off and move it to the bedside <laughs> table. fucking dead! <laughs> Besides, Tara, are you awake? And I, like, wave my hands in front of her face. I open my eyes. Hey. Hello. Oh, that's insensitive. I shouldn't wave. (laughs) (laughs) What etiquette are you talking about? She can't wave back. Uh, Her arms are broken. (laughs) Uh, How are you feeling? I look look at Blackboard. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Blackmore goes over to no, like. Seriously, yeah. I'm so doped up right now. <laughs> Blackmore goes over to her IV and just looks at like what they're feeding into. It's like, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, I just wanted to check in and make sure that you were okay. We should get some of these from Buttermaker. Did you, <laughs> did you catch the bad guys yet? Uh, Foster is in custody here at the hospital, but as for the actual person, no. Oh. And at this, Jack speaks up. Oh, well, but don't worry. I mean, we got everything that we can, so, uh, yeah, also, I apologize to all of our listeners. For for those at home, this is actually what, uh, this is actually what she's hearing, because she's on on drugs. I know. Jack sounds like. Is that you? Meanwhile, from several several provinces away, Megan is screaming at the top of her lungs. But, uh,. I mean, uh, I got you something from the gift shop, so I got you some chocolate. Thought you might, uh, you know, uh, if if it's alright to eat, I mean. Thank you. Just melt it up and pour it into my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, I actually start, I actually take the chocolate and I open it and start like, crumpling up and like feeding it to you. Uh, Actually, uh, hey, you mind uh, using some of your The nurses look over uh, and they're like, things. don't do that. No, yeah, I, I just, like, um, if I may, and I just use my, like, fire shot to, like, heat it up a little oh, bit. And it, wow. it is super soft and melty as it goes into your mouth. Okay, now I need some water. <laughs> uh, grab some, like, a water um, little straw and... Je- or, yeah. Thank you. 
Yeah, Jack was about to use his hydrokinesis. Yeah, I was about to say, like, Jack just like puts his hand on her mouth. <laughs> 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 so, and the, a nurse is like, oh my god, what? She's lying down, you can't! <laughs> but uh, That's okay. how Jack murders a man. But anyway, cup with a straw, it's very simple. Yes, yes. yes. So, so uh, how long did they say it was going to be before he uh, got out of here? I don't know. I guess I could leave at any time. I wanted to. <laughs> not in this condition, you aren't. Look, uh, I might be able to talk to a couple folks in Midtown. Maybe they got somebody with Healy Pals. Uh, sure. <laughs> Alright, well, uh. I got awfully chummy with that one, uh, late nice lady, huh? Uh, well, uh,. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about uh, the Grove Mother, but, uh, I mean, if, uh, no, I mean, is No, I said nice lady. Yeah, spring that out, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, she's kind of, uh, you know, um, what's the term, uh, grounded, so to speak, along with the other drives, but, uh, you know, I mean, if she's got healing powers, uh, we might be able to work something out. But, uh, as for the time being, uh... Well, well, we'll see what we can do. Just uh, get some sleep. I reach out with my other arm that's not in the cast. Yeah. And I grab Jack's shirt well, and I pull him closer. Well, and I say, Go on without me. <laughs> <laughs> you must solve the crime. Save so, the myth. So, and Jack. Ah, and then I just go, ah, and then I so, fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, and, J- and Jack just drops to his knees. <laughs> no! She's still alive. So, and at this point, a nurse pokes her head in. Just a so, snoring fully for you. Oh, well. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't regret what it what it did. <laughs> Jeez, you're this dramatic and bloody this thing. I'd hate to see you in a bloody surgery. Uh, oh, yeah. God, now you're rubbing off on me. So, um. Oh, I might. So we got. I mean, that's that taken care of. I gotta. I'm gonna go home and get some sleep. I'll give fish something to eat. How about you all? Uh, I might hang around here for a bit, you know, make sure Tara's attended to and stuff like that. Alright. Gotta go check on the kid. That's right, you got your uh, little buddy. Alright. Um, I think I will head. To go get a drink and then head home. Alright. Hey, Joey, didn't you ha- didn't your character have kind of like an old man voice? Did I? I distinctly I, remember you being old. I thought he had kind of like an I I sound like this. I'm I'm so <laughs> fun to be around. I'm pretty sure I was just kind of sedate. Oh. That's kind of what I'm going for. Yeah. Hey uh, Chip, where you yeah. uh, which ship place oh, are you right. headed to? I might meet up with you a bit later on. Chip gives the name of a bar. Okay. The foul Choose the, an adjective, and a noun, and chances are it's a real place. Um, I propose that it's racist and so Either O'Brien's or the Black Swan. Either one of those. Whichever you prefer. Uh, O'Brien's is the one that Mac the Afreet works at. Probably the Black Swan, then. Mm. The Black Swan's the one in Nithtown, correct? Uh, no. Black Swan is just an ordinary pub in London. Okay. Okay, so, um... The two of you head off to... Well, hold on, because oh. I'm hanging around the hospital, but I'm not doing it to check up on Terra. Well, ulterior so... motives? Well, I'm going to go see Foster. Bad, okay. bad friend points. Oh. 
So yeah, once they all leave, like, I basically just hang around for a bit to sort of, like, you know, keep it. And then I basically sort of, like, head down the desk and say, Uh, excuse me, Inspector Blackmore, I believe that a patient was recently admitted here, uh, Mr. Fora, uh, Mr. Foster? Yes, that's correct. Uh, we do have him upstairs. I can show you, uh, which room it is. Uh, Please, if you would. So yeah, uh, the person at the front desk leads you up there. He's currently heavily sedated, uh, he's essentially fast asleep, but... We do have a number of other officers that are currently uh, keeping him under heavy watch. Sure. And you see that there are three pol- police officers standing outside of his door. One of them is looking through the window into the room. The other two are at the door. Um, I do I notice that Foster's wearing like uh, like a hospital gown or something like that. They're, they have him in a hospital gown, and he like he looks exactly as he did a few hours ago. Skin pale, eyes like heavy, heavy bags under them. Uh, he just looks as though he's somebody who has fallen asleep for the first time in weeks. Alright. Well, I can't exactly ask him questions in the state that he's in, but I was wondering if you have any of his personal effects. Well, um, we do have a few of the items that he had on his person, but I believe they've been taken down to Scotland Yard. Ah, okay, thank you. Yes. Alright, so, um, which is closer, the Lax One or Scotland Yard? Um, the Black Swan. Alright, well then I'll go meet Chip at, um, the Black Swan. Okay. So, um, the two of you head inside, and, alright. Yeah, the Black Swan is usually a bit of a quieter pub, like, slightly more out of the way, slightly more upscale patrons, you might say, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely not, like, you know, a rabble-rousing type of pub. Mm. It's also not... I don't have my drinks being served to me by a man. Hmm, that too. Ah, uh, yes. So. <sighs> Hell of a day, huh, Chip? Yeah. So when did you get so interested in the pub scene around here? I mean, I know you came to find me that one time, but I didn't expect you to have a favorite place by now. I don't. I just fought a giant skeleton today and wanted to get a drink. Hmm, True. Um, does this place have, like, uh, televisions playing sports or anything like that? Uh, yeah, they've got, uh, they've got a rugby game on. Mm. So, Chip, do you know the rules of rugby? I know that it's not, that it's what you Brits do for football. Oh, it's better than football. And I spend the next hour, and I basically spend the rest of our Wait, drinking time. you've lost your accent, too. Yeah, I know, right? It's fucked up. But, uh, yeah, I basically spend, like, you know, the time being explaining the rules of rugby to Chip. Which I'm not going to do in character, because I don't actually know all the rules of rugby. <laughs> well, that guy's the hitter, and he hits them. And that other guy, he's the ball man. Throws the ball. No. And I occasionally, like, you know, ask, like, oh, what are the differences between this and American football? And I'm astounded, and it's like, wait, there's breaks every 15 seconds? Yes. It's a... It's a strategic game for it, it's for the ads. <laughs> well, I, well, rugby strategic. You just gotta think a bit more, you know, on the fly. Damn it, Chris, you <laughs> <laughs> So while the two of you are talking about sports and stuff, um, yeah. As for you, um, I'm going to invoke your aspect, bent but not broken. Okay. Um, basically, you do have alcohol in your hands, so are you going to drink enough to debilitate yourself, or are you going to 
and I have a modest uh, sum of alcohol tonight. Is, is this so that he he gets too drunk to go back to Scotland Yard and get the evidence? Um, I'm saying that he might be so drunk that he might leave it for tomorrow, as well as maybe have a couple of penalties for being hung over the next day. Yeah, I will say that uh, Blackmore does indulge himself a bit too much. Okay, give yourself a fake point. Bring he, it up. He hears the word wife. It, yeah. It triggers him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, from the next table over, mm-hmm. he hears somebody talking about his wife. And so, a couple of more pints than you intended later, you find yourself staggering back home. And as for you, Chip, you head to your boat as well, and uh, Ace, is, of course, is always happy to see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we'll jump over to Quincy. And you're gonna head home, you said? Yeah. Sorry, the kid's name's John Camden? That's correct, yes. Yeah, okay. So John's there with the babysitter, and, uh, yeah. I think we established the babysitter was the... was... Neighbor. Neighbor, right? Mm -hmm. Neighbor neighbor girl? Yes. Yeah. Neighbor woman, actually. Oh, yeah, 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 woman. Yeah. The two of them are sitting on the couch watching TV. Uh, John is, is in his pajamas, and he has a bowl of cereal. Oh, hey. Mm. Oh, Quincy, good to see you. How, how are you? Oh, you know, just a uh, normal day at the office. Oh my goodness, <laughs> you're covered in dust. What happened to you? Uh, you know, these old bones. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch me too hard, I might crumble to dust. No, I meant the old bones I was fighting. Oh, yes. <laughs> that two-layered pun. Well, all right, I'm just glad you're all right, then. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and at this point, the woman who was watching. Yes, everything's been going very well around here. No need to worry. Oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. And uh, now that you are here, would you like me to head home for the night? Oh well, yeah, that would be uh, that would be just fine. All right then. And so you pay her the I slap the, the money into her hand. Okay. And with a smile and a nod, she heads out the door. I whisper. I whisper into her ear. Any problems? Uh, no, nothing. Nothing like uh, during the blackout. And then I pat her on the back and I put a, an extra little bit on. Okay. Um, always a pleasure, Quincy. And she heads out the door. And yeah, so you and John enjoy the rest of your night. He tells you about his day and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, eventually... I, brought, I brought him something from the hospital gift shop. Oh, what did you get him? A game of operation, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. What would be in a hospital gift shop? Hey, it's a it's a model of a human skull. <laughs> Do hospitals have gift shops? Yeah. They do, but it's mostly like flowers, cards, uh, magazines. Crossword puzzles. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big, big book of the yeah. cross. They probably oh. have um, a I got them a book. book. I got them a book of mazes. Okay. Ooh, oh, boy. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to take a look at this tomorrow. Thank you so much. I'll look at this after I finish playing Fortnite. Oh, <laughs> oh God. It's been that long, isn't yeah. it? Jesus. The game is t- it's still taking place in 2016. Fortnite hasn't even been no. invented yet. Why is it still 2016? No. Um, he's, no, he's still playing Minecraft. Oh, uh-huh. uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. This is so retro, a game, of, a game of imagination. What? Yes, exactly. What? All right. So the next day comes around. All of you wake up, and you have a day to prepare before Iris comes in. So, um, yeah. So all of you arriving at work at Scotland Yard. Uh, some of you in better conditions than others. Franklin, you're feeling, yeah. The sun's a little too bright and everyone's talking a little too loud. I reach into my desk and pull out a bottle of aspirin and just like pour some in my hand and take some. Pull out some. a bottle of acid. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this pain go away. <laughs> no, this day's already a lost. Time to trip. <laughs> 
But yeah, no, I pull out some aspirin, I, I pop a few, grab a, a cup of coffee, much to the chagrin of all of my tea-drinking co-workers. Alright. Uh, Jack... I'm also getting coffee. Okay, you see that uh, Jack uh, hasn't come in just yet, but... Yeah, um, essentially you guys have the next 24 hours to prepare for Iris coming in the next day. Okay. Right. Um. What's the plan then, I guess? Well, I guess just clean up the place, make sure that any of our uh, guests are well taken care of. <clears throat> oh, God. I'm gonna go down. I'm gonna okay. Go, I'm gonna go down to the myth area. Sure. I'm gonna go deal with all the non-sentient myths and see if they're cool. Okay, so, uh, you take a look at all of the animals that you've collected over the last while. Uh, first are the lesser salamanders, who are in a pen reminiscent of, like, uh, scorched earth on the rim of a volcano caldera. Okay. So, yeah, it's, uh, they seem, it, yeah, the inter- judging by the temperature gauge on the side of the wall next to the exhibit, it seems as though they're at a good temperature and they seem very docile and very well taken care of. Mm-hmm. Next are the almirages, which are the rabbits that have the unicorn horn. And mm-hmm. they have like a, you know, a simple little habitat reminiscent of a, you know, a plane or something like that. Then there's, yeah, they're doing well as well. Then there is the litmus bird. Mm-hmm. It's doing well as well. It has like its little sort of area to fly around in and stuff and a whole bunch of different treats and foods and stuff like that. Then there's the bookworm, which is now considered to be sentient, but has been kept in this area just for ease of classification. Uh, uh, if he's sentient, I'm going to start talking to him. Yeah, okay. Hey, how's it going there? Hmm. Quincy Adams, I'm doing quite well. I've been provided with... Whoa! Sorry. Oh, um, by this, uh... Essentially, a paper hand has a pen and is writing this out on a piece of paper. Oh, uh, so this is, this is the internal British narrator. Yes, yes. exactly. Uh, I've been provided with a number of reading materials, mostly encyclopedias and such. As a result, I've been able to bolster my knowledge of the outside world tremendously. Oh. That's cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, how are you, if I might ask? Good. Um, you need, like, a bigger area in there? Hmm. He, uh, the little lizard just, uh, cranes his head around looking at the blank walls. A few bookshelves that I might be able to store some of my reading materials would be appreciated. Look, like, I don't get to decide if you get out, but, like, since you can clearly communicate, Mm. would you, like, if we let you out, would you stop? Stop? Like... Causing trouble? Oh, you mean you're referring to the incident in which I damaged previous reading materials? Yes. Yes, at the time I was non-sentient as I had not devoured any of those texts. However, upon reflecting on my previous actions, I now understand what is required for one to operate within the limits of the law and such. I imagine he ate, like, a book on etiquette. He had a book on etiquette, he had a book on English law, and he's like, hmm... Oh, Um, uh, I would be able to operate within the boundaries of the law, yes. However, um, if you... In regards to any such matter, I believe you must speak with your superior regarding the details of my release. Well, I mean, if you put it that way, how can I say no? Um, and I... I I pull out a magazine from Mm. the the hospital. Okay, (laughs) yep. Toss it in there for him. There's There's some junk food for you, but... Ooh, and he goes over, rips a page out, and quickly gobbles it up. My, 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 so that is what William Smith has been getting up to. 
<laughs> ah, big William style. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Ahead, this word word. Eat a thousand scripts of a Simpsons episode. Now it's generating its own. <laughs> yes. All right. So I'm gonna. Now that I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull for for bookworm. Because mm. um, you know, like, yeah, you, you can't convict someone for a crime they committed while non-sentient. That's like, that's like convicting a baby. Mm. Actually, question: Since we're on this topic, Chris, it's been about a year since Mythful happened, right? Uh, it's been, like, three years since myths were okay. first introduced. Has there been any, like, legal cases in regards to people who were, like, charmed or mind-controlled that have set, like, a legal precedent? Yeah, they're still working through a lot of the details on that. I would, I would only, think there's a big backlog. Yes. Like, there is, oh, it's only been three years. Yeah. yeah. Like, there, a lot of what's going on is dealing with it as it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's what happens with uh, you. Are you going to look into any of the other myths that are in capture or captivity? Nah, I'm not that interested. I just want to make sure all the non-sentient ones okay. are, are being treated the, fairly. The only other one, non-sentient one is the Swamp Lurker. Uh, it's essentially an incredibly large lead-lined yeah. exhibit. Oh, sorry. Never mind. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it seems to be built like a swamp, and... You take a look around, and you can't see the Swamp Lurker at first, but then you see it just sort of... It looks almost exactly like a log as it's resting in the middle of its tank. Mm -hmm. And you ask some of the folks who've been taking care of it, and they've been feeding it regularly. It mostly has been... uh, Its favorites are basically live prey, so they've been feeding it things like uh, lambs and cats and stuff like that. Wow, that's expensive. Um, Sure, yeah. Uh, You should see Grinner's diet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we can pay for so it's fine. <laughs> so yeah, um, as long as all the non-sentient ones are fine. Oh, they're awesome. Yeah, all the ones that are sentient are dicks. So. Okay, so that's what you spend your. So that's what you're gonna do. And uh, Chip, what are you gonna be up to today? Um, well, Chip's going to go uh, talk to the dwarves. Okay, and so we've got a large collection of them. Yes, there are five of them. Ever since you made the accommodations to their regime, uh, uh, they've expanded the cells that they've been kept in. It's now one large collective cell, and there is a heavy forge set up on one side of the wall with a smithy, an anvil, essentially all the tools required to make stuff. And one of them sees you. Ah, as for you, ah, if you could uh, talk to your friend of yours, uh, what's the name, Jack Houston? We finished the suit of armor he requested of us. Uh, let him know. Mm. Anything else you wanted to talk about? Yes, so... Do you know what a Gasha Dokoro is? Oh, aye. Big ol' skeleton that. What about it? Well, he takes out the blunderbuss, puts it on, and... This was moderately effective. Aye. You fought one? Yes. Oh, shit. You're selling one piece, too. Some of us weren't that lucky. Ah. So, what can we make that I can fire out of this that will be more effective against that? That? Oh, that is a good question indeed. Ah. Let me think. And so he uh, goes over to the other doors. They confirm for a little (laughs) bit. Then he comes back. All right. One possibility, uh, enchanted holy bullets. That's one just a possibility, mind you. 
It'd be good against undead sort uh, things that, you know, don't fare well against holy magics and all that. It would uh, take us a little bit of time to work on, but if you'd like, that could be our next project. Yeah, that sounds good. And thus we introduce Chip's thing for this season. More specialized ammo to kill myths better. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Also, did you want to bring up anything related to the Zeronium that you procured uh, last season as well? Well, I already uh, gave that to the to the the not. Mm. Uh, I I'm pretty sure I, I gave that to the dwar- to the like the free dwarves. Okay. Okay. The ones yes, that you I gave it back to them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. And. Thank you for reminding me. So, if you were to find more Zeronium in the future, say, you have more options to Depleted Zeronium slugs! Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, do we have access to the the device? The Zeronium battery? You do have access to the... to the device. Currently it's under investigation. They don't want to take away any parts of it until it's determined what it's all used for. Alright. Yeah, so that's my... the next thing I'm like... So, we found an interesting Zeronium-powered device. Aye. Now, I'm not saying that I could talk to someone about an extra beer ration if somebody could come take a look at this and provide useful information. Roll diplomacy. I don't have diplomacy. Okay, oh, no! Roll, just roll 2d10 and add your charisma modifier. Okay. Uh, 12? Ah. <sighs> Well, I mean, we're busy with this, but an extra beer ration, I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, then uh, you have somebody bring it down, and the dwarf takes a look at it, uh, turns it over. Uh, this is, uh, this is human stuff. I'm sorry, but I can't really make heads or tails of this. This is simple. He holds up the Zeronium battery. It's just a slug of Zeronium. Nothing else uh, to it, but... As for this, uh, this doohickey, it's out of my area of expertise. All right. The dwarves don't know anything about PCB manufacturing. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. I mean, I, I, I figured I'd ask. Yeah. They're, they're the only myth-crafting people that we know. Yeah. And, uh, Franklin, what would you like to do? Today? All right, so first things first, after he's kind of steadied himself, yep. uh, is he basically brings together... Um, do we have, like, an itinerary of where Iris is going to be going during the, the visit? Um, basically... Ooh, her official schedule. She's going to be shown the lobby, uh, the... Uh, the, the bathrooms? The, the vending machine? The work area. The where weapon all... stockpile? I mean, the armory. <laughs> Actually, she will be shown the armory, as well as the area where all of you guys work, and finally, she will be shown the place where all of the myths Ooh, are kept. Ooh, the break room, where we make coffee. <laughs> Please, get yourself a Pepe's tool. <laughs> Alright, so uh, so the only really people that she'd be interacting with would be other people in our section, effectively, correct? Yes. Alright, so I gather all of them together, and I'm like, alright, listen up. I'm yeah, only going to... There are a number of cops there, as well as uh, Fitz and Pepper, mm. as well as Baxter, the elderly cop that almost that never speaks to anybody. The good old Baxter. Yeah. Alright, all right, listen up. I'm not really in the mood to repeat this more than once, but... We're basically being visited by what is effectively royalty. Now, I know that none of you have really brushed up on your etiquette in a while, so I suggest you all read up on our procedures for a visiting monarch. Uh, roll leadership. Uh, 9 plus 7 is 16. 16, okay. 
Um, are, okay, so everybody takes a look at each other and... Uh, to remind you, that can be found inside your employee handbook at the back, along with other emergency procedures. Uh, Fitz puts a hand up. We got an employee handbook? <sighs> yes, you got one when you were hired. Check I... the bottom of your desk drawers. Mm, yeah, so... <laughs> the... Yeah, so they immediately run over to their desks, and a lot of them begin opening it up for the first time ever. A few of them blow dust off the cover of it before opening it up. Uh, and, yeah, uh, Baxter just looks at you <laughs> and just kind of shakes his head. I, I give him an affirming, like, yeah, yeah, new yeah. kids. <laughs> Alright, well, so now that those people are generally aware of what's going to be happening, mm -hmm. uh, I will go talk to the two sentient ghouls that are in my pack, so Grinner uh, and yeah. Nog. Okay, so you head down to where the all the myths are kept, and you go, yeah, uh, as you head down, you actually look to one side, and you see that dwarves are now carving out, like, essentially what appears to be, like, a small box off to one side of the hallway. It appears to be, like, what's the, going to be the foundation for an elevator. Uh, wait a second. Is that up to code? Uh, it will be. We got all of the specifications for this stuff. Basically, uh, this is going to be leading down to where the big beasties are kept. Namely, that skeleton that you nabbed the other day. I will... I'll make a note of that, and then I go over to whoever's probably on this floor, and I double-check to make sure that, yes, that has in fact been approved and is not just them making shit up. Oh, it's it's been approved. All right. But we don't hire the uh, the the captured dwarves to do that work. No, that's uh, those are the dwarves from Mythica. Oh, okay, different dwarves. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, when you just said dwarves, I'm like, wait a second. Mm. <laughs> All right. All right, carry on then. Okay, so first you visit Grinner. Yep. So. Well, well, well. What can I do you for, Mister Blackmore? Uh, good morning to you too, Grinner. Uh -huh. Now listen, we have a. Um, guest that's going to be coming the day tomorrow, so I'm not exactly asking you to be on your best behavior, but obviously it would be nice if you don't do the, uh, you know, snarl, snarl, gnash, gnash that you do to all the new cops that come down here. And what's in it for me if I say yes? How does manticore meat sound? Uh, roll diplomacy with advantage. So that is 13.21, and... 21. 21? Okay, doubles. Sounds pretty damn good. Alright, Manticore made it is. I play nice tomorrow. Alright, I'll have it sent down um, relatively soon. Hmm. Um, and then you go over to Nog. Yes. Okay, so, um... Hello? Nog, how are you this morning? Pretty good. You? Ah, bit of a headache. But other than that, can't complain. Now, listen, I've put in some things for your uh, visit from your friend. Ooh. I still have to make contact with them, make sure that everything's all right over there. Right, right. But, um, just to let you know, we are having a visit from, well, let's call her a dignitary tomorrow. So, just making sure you're aware and, you know, play nice, and obviously these sorts of matters of paperwork become a lot easier to deal with. Right. Dignitary come in for Nox Conjugal? No, 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 no. Um, she, different visit. She gonna watch? <laughs> oh, God. No, 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 no. Uh, different visit. Oh. So mm. when, uh, when I get to meet Nog's lady friend? Hmm. Sue. But def 
Roll diplomacy. Are you actually planning to do this thing? Yes, I am going to get him the titty. Uh, uh, that's five plus eight is twelve. Mm. Uh, he frowns a little bit. You said you get her in soon. That was a while ago. Yes, but, um, well, we've had an issue in the time being. Um, the giant skeleton that they're going to wheel past, we kind of had a run-in with. If you want to blame anybody, blame him. <laughs> I should kill giant skeleton. <laughs> uh, yeah, he doesn't look particularly mollified by that. Look, I realize that this is a bit of a pain in the ass, but I, trust me, I will do this as best as I can. Alright, so, uh, you're gonna spend the rest of the day basically getting in contact with Nog's, uh, girlfriend, so to speak? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listentothesenerds at gmail.com. 